Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. First time in a long time. The back like I never left. Taking these things as it comes. You know me. I don't read ahead. Watch me burn down everything. BBE on the TV set. When I'm in control on the road, you can never really know what's up next. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next, postwrestling.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever podcast app you found us. Hey, what's going on? And we're on twitch.tv slash upnextpodcast. Uh, I'm going on all right. How are you, Braden? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, not not bad, not bad. It was a, a lovely day over here in Old Blighty. Had a nice little walk, recorded a bit of a show about the Steiners, and then sat down and watched some 2.0. That's right, yeah. I mean, hey, it's a big day for NXT. Big day for NXT 2.0. A lot of changes have happened here tonight, and we'll definitely get into it. But yeah. Uh, and upsets. I mean, come on. Wendy Chu and Dakota Kai advanced yeah. the finals. Huge upsets tonight. Yeah, who would have thought? Who would have thought? Yeah, yeah. We'll definitely get into some crazy upsets here tonight on uh, Up Next. Yeah, welcome to Up Next. We talk about NXT every week. We record this show live on Twitch Tuesday nights, and then we put the podcast up right after that. So thanks, guys. However, you're watching us, we also put the video replays up on our YouTube as well. So go uh, check those out. Uh, all the different podcasts. We just did a Revolution review for AEW that's on this very free feed and uh, we'll be talking about some uh, dynamites more all elite wrestling tomorrow for BD elite so join us uh, here Wednesday nights uh, as well when we record these shows so 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 many podcasts um, so little time but yeah we did record a Steiner's podcast here best match ever Steiner Brothers which will be out uh, I think tomorrow for when's when's Rick Steiner's birthday Thursday so, uh, tomorrow's Rick Steiner's birthday, so we'll, uh, but we'll celebrate the day after. He can, he can celebrate and then listen to us talk all about his career the next day. Well, it's funny because we've been watching NXT 2.0 and we've been watching his kid 
Braun Breaker. So it's interesting to kind of go back and look at some a team necessarily. We're not we're not super uh, super smart familiar with. Yeah, we don't we don't know them that well. So we actually now we do. So we we made a playlist of all these. Uh, best of the Steiner brothers, and then uh, we put up the, the the match list on our Patreon, and then we recorded the show today, so that will be out. But yeah, talking all about the Steiner brothers from from matches with the Hart family to matches in Japan, uh, all over the place. So some great stuff there, uh, which was a lot of fun to go back and look at something that we aren't super familiar with. And the Steiner the Steiner brothers were sick; they were lit. Like no yeah. no wonder Braun really good. Breaker. I really enjoyed this one, and very much looking forward to putting this show out there. Yeah, definitely. Can't wait. We just did our best match ever Shane McMahon last week because it is best March ever is what we're calling it for our Patreon. Five bucks a month. North American tier gets you all these shows plus everything we've done in that back catalog. We will be doing a best match ever 205 live later this month as mm. well. So, so many podcasts out there. Go check us out and support us. It's only five bucks. And, uh, yeah. And you may notice we got ads in our free shows now. So we're on our way. We're trying to collect those checks, baby. We're making millions and millions now. That's right. Absolutely. Talking yeah. about NXT. We're here to show the world with our, our ads. So, uh, yeah, thanks, uh, thanks guys for sticking around and, uh, hit that download button. But yeah, there's been a lot of, uh, really good wrestling recently. Um, been, uh, very much cherry picking with the New Japan Cup. I caught the, uh, the Okada, uh, El Desperado match, which I, I really, really enjoyed. Um, Nice to see El Desperado mix it up with the, the heavyweights. I feel it really, it's, it's something that really freshens up New Japan a bit, seeing these guys that are in the same company, but never really mix. So I enjoyed that a lot. And then Ishii Shingo, obviously absolutely killing it as well the other day. Yeah. I watched, we had, I watched that one. That one blew my mind as always. I mean, Shingo is mm. just untouchable and Ishii is definitely absolute one of my all time favorites. And every, anytime these guys, you know, bang heads, literally, uh, they don't miss. So yeah, anytime these guys wrestle, they'll wrestle for, I don't know how many more years until Ishii just can't anymore. But uh, I will always watch Ishii fight Shingo. I've decided, decided it pretty much last year when they put on that crazy match. And it's like, okay, we've seen this yeah. a bunch, but every time they fight, they kill each other. So it, highly recommend. I've, I've texted a few people today, like go watch that. match. It always hits. Yeah. Um, and you know what? A bit of a sleeper today. Uh, I uh, had my breakfast and I threw on the like opening of Raw from last night and they fucking killed it. They had this three-way tag in the opener, uh, RK Bro, Alpha Academy and um, fuck, who was the other team? Uh, geez, I, I'm, I'm blanking, but uh, really, really great match. Had a, uh, yeah, really surprised me and had this... Uh, Chad Gable moonsault into an RKO right towards the end. Oh, Rollins and Rollins and Owens. Um, but yeah, uh, really good. And I actually do for once recommend uh, a raw match out there as well. So it's been a real with revolution pay-per-view as well. And even tonight, uh, I think it's been a real good few days of, of some really good wrestling out there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I would not put, I would not put today's wrestling. Uh, I didn't watch the Raw match, but I did hear a lot about it. But I wouldn't – yeah, I, I watched Sunday night, and then Monday I was like, I'm so wrestled out. And then I watched Shingo and Ishii, so I was like, wow. I'm watch and then I watched a bunch of Steiners, so I'm definitely wrestled out uh, today. Uh, I felt I felt NXT definitely – I mean, we're going to get into it – has been on this weird 
this weird course, but now we have a pay-per-view to actually look forward to. They treated like tonight was somewhat of a pay-per-view, but I mean, Stand and Deliver will be on in the afternoon here for us Eastern time people. people. So, I mean, the Saturday, what, it's 1 p.m.? This thing is going down, Stand and Deliver for WrestleMania weekend. The big show they're hyping. Is it 1 p.m. or or 12 p.m.? I can't. Is it 12 p.m. like Texas? Yeah. I think local Texas time. So whatever, whatever it is, uh, we will be covering it as well. So look, uh, look for that because, uh, yeah, we'll be chatting all about stand and deliver, which the, the matches on that show are definitely going to be a little bit different than what we maybe imagined, uh, going into the show before the Mm. roadblock that was, I mean, Hey, I heard also Braun Breaker NXT champ was also on Raw and actually won a match and didn't lose to Jeff Hardy. But I guess that's because Jeff isn't around anymore to beat all these NXT champs. But So Braun showed up with Champa on Raw to kind of promote this this match tonight. Uh, and I'm wondering if Vince McMahon was like, oh, he's good. Let's go. He's ready. Bring him up. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Uh, we'll see. Like, WrestleMania is just around the corner. They like doing their kind of Raw after Mania call-ups. It'll be interesting to see what NXT talent go up, and especially with the uh, the title switch tonight. Um, or or maybe it's they're doing this, this big show and they feel they want a more recognizable name kind of headlining, perhaps, since the... Since the 2.0 change and kind of the, the loss in popularity of NXT, maybe they, they don't feel headlining with a, a breaker versus, uh, whoever else will be big enough. So, uh, maybe they feel they need some of that main roster talent. It'll be, yeah, very interesting to see. I, I definitely didn't see this, uh, this title switch coming tonight, but, uh, I'm intrigued. I've got to say, I think they, they kind of got me tonight and I am, I am looking forward to stand and deliver. Yeah, I I also know that the people were talking about because I know we did our revolution show. Go check that out. But I know we haven't really talked about WWE stuff because in the past week it feels like there was a lot going on. There was Pat McAfee interviewing Vince McMahon. I watched maybe half of it and then realized I'm watching an ad for WrestleMania. And then I I, I messaged like friends of us like, hey, let me know if anything actually happens in this interview. And I felt like nothing else actually happened in this interview. Um, I, I do. I still am a sucker for Vince McMahon, always through and through. I mean, he's been the face of this stuff that we've been watching. But uh, there was a few things that just made me like roll my eyes and literally just go, "All right, now I don't need to." Like, I was. I'm. I'm definitely like not feeling the WrestleMania. Everything feels like everything feels like a dirty trick. It's like, okay, we're going to put Vince on Pat McAfee to get some interest. And then it's like, hey, Pat, you're going to have a match. And now it's going to be against Austin Theory. It's like, all right, cool. And then I hear like the stuff with Austin. And then I watched the video today with Austin and Kevin Owens. So it's like he's showing up on the... I mean, it's called promoting. They're trying to sell a show. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just, I I don't, it's it's not doing it. Like I think Charlotte versus um, Ronda Rousey is also like a pretty good idea Mm. because hey it's ronda rousey but i think it would piss off some of the actual like diehard fans i i think i think i have some interest in that match but uh, i think it's because i think charlotte should go over on ronda rousey but i i can't what else is there is there another celebrity involvement though there's the miz and then there's Sami Zayn with jack sorry so it's miz and logan paul against the mysterios you got um johnny knoxville versus Sami Zayn. Uh, yeah, whatever this this Pat McAfee Austin Theory thing is yeah. going on. Um, yeah, I, I definitely 
I can't say it looks great. I think I was yeah. higher on the potential card about a month ago um, than I am now. Um, I, Edge versus AJ, I, I am looking forward. That to should be lot. good. That should be the probably the 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 show stealer of whatever night that that gets put on. But yeah, I've, I like I I I I liked the Rumble, and I thought a lot of people were were pretty negative on the Rumble, and I was like, ah, it's the Rumble. But I I, I saw a lot of people criticizing that not a lot of things happened. And I was like, yeah, I guess that's pretty fair. And then since that, now that's how I feel about it. like anytime I've tried to watch, I'm like, ah, like usually WrestleMania season, try, they, they, they definitely bring out the big guns. And I feel like the big guns are mm. the biggest, which is Austin. And for some reason, I'm still like, yeah, I, I, it doesn't, it doesn't move the, like it doesn't make me like the, rush to go watch it. I don't know. I feel like the I'm thing in the that minority. I find, the thing that I find weird about the Austin thing is like, I, I'm someone who I I am a big Austin fan. And for me, he's a, a kind of bucket list guy that personally, I don't even really care if he's past his prime. If you're announcing a match with Austin, I'd really want to go. And I think if they announced, say they st- think when you did Rock Cena one, you had a year's promotion for that match. And I know a lot of people who that was their first mania, WrestleMania 28. They're like, I've got to see The Rock. Like, I don't know if we'll get this chance again. And I think if I was living in Toronto right now and a, a couple of months ago, when I absolutely was not intending going to Mania, you announced Austin was in a match, I might make that last minute dip to go uh, as low as I've been on the product. I might be, you know, I'd like to tick off seeing Austin live. That might be a thing. Now, it's being left very last minute and now they're promoting it's essentially a talk segment where they're kind of promising you physicality. It's like, well, I, last time I was in Dallas, I saw Austin deliver a couple of stunners and things like that. That doesn't interest me. And by all accounts, it sounds like it has kind of the, the lapsed, very casual fans have been going, oh, Austin's coming back, Austin's coming back. But it's, I don't know what's happened. Maybe conversations have broken down and Austin's like, you know what? I don't want to kind of, tarnished my legacy so let's do this instead of a match but yeah it feels all very very last minute and the same with whatever's happening with cody there's all these have talks fizzled out is he talking back with aew uh is there any involvement i think you it's three weeks ago away this show and we kind of want to know especially when it's a two-night thing is is this it? Is this like you're getting Roman and Brock and kind of that's the yeah? The I mean, you're getting Austin in a talk show because I the, like the idea of just Austin and Kevin Owens doing a talk show with some physicality doesn't interest me. Like no. if I'm like Austin in black trunks, black boots, the vest coming out and doing 10, 15 minute brawl with a bell ringing and a pin. It sounds stupid, but that would interest me more no matter kind of how he's looking. I don't know. I just saw Sting jump off a, a balcony at 62. Like, Shit's fucked, with dude. Austin you style, yeah. with Austin style, and he looks in good shape, I don't put it past him having a good brawl. Um, but the idea of this KO show, like, no, not for me. Honestly, I don't I don't get the, the feud. Like, it feels so, hey, we're in Dallas, so we need to have Austin show up is pretty much what it is. Yeah, it just feels like really... Lazy. It just feels like nothing's really. Cha- I, I'm just so. I. I don't. I. I have no interest now. I. I like Austin too, of course. Who doesn't? But it's like really just. Uh, yeah. I. I don't think we're gonna get the match. I mean, obviously we're gonna get the stunner. 
because uh, I see some people thinking that they're going to tease and set up the match for the second night, which I'm like, wouldn't you, wouldn't, if Austin's wrestling, you'd probably want to really promote that unless it's, Hey, Austin's wrestling. It's kind of like the rock who fought Eric Redbeard, Eric Rowan. Yeah. He's like, Oh, I'll wrestle you rips off the pants, rock bottom. One, two, three. That's probably what you're getting with this. You're getting, yeah. the, you're getting the stunner and you're getting a pin. But I don't see an actual. I mean, match. if you if you do do the two night thing, it's it is a way of whatever show you've bought tickets to, you're going to see Austin. You know, I, I could see that. I know night one, I I think isn't selling quite as well. So promote them for night one and night two. You've already got the big guns with uh, like the Brock Roman match, so you could put it there. But yeah, I, I think this is all you're getting. I think you'll probably just get a bit of an extended brawl. Uh, smashing up the set, kind of beating Kevin Owens up, hitting the stunner, beer bath, glass smash, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, of course. Like, uh, I'll, I'll definitely check out WrestleMania. I think I'm going to check out Night 2 live. Uh, I think I'm doing another bar thing for it, but I don't necessarily, like, there's, that's still a lot to, to watch. And whatever night AJ edges on will definitely probably be the, the match of the weekend. But coming off such a, a hot pay-per-view from... AEW, I'm like, man, like those guys are untouchable when it comes to these pay-per-views. You don't feel like you got your time wasted or your money wasted whatsoever, where I cannot say the same for the past few years with a, a WWE pay-per-view. So I, I, I just like the, the whole, what, I don't know how many hours of wrestling I watched the other night. Like it goes by so quick. And then here I'm like, oh, here's something that usually should be, everyone wants to, to get involved and get in the spirit. And it's just like, oh, okay, well, I don't really know who Jake Paul is. And now I got to watch him. Okay. Uh, You're not watching Jake. You're watching yeah. Logan. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like WrestleMania should get people more excited. Maybe they'll, they'll have some angles and stuff to make it feel like a bit more hotter. But I guess that's just uh, like wrestling feels hotter than it was because there's so many different things. But mm. for some reason, it doesn't feel like this 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 mode i felt i was amped it's like the, this past week like revolution mode i'm like ah oh, it's like almost like wrestlemania i wasn't even going to anything and i'm like oh i'm hyped for this thing whereas usually wrestlemania gets you in the future you know i'll probably still wake up on wrestlemania sunday morning bumping green light but still i think what's so frustrating is you see uh like you see the talent they have and okay they they have released a lot of very good talent but you see the cards they have and they just never really play the right cards you know Sasha Banks is going to be lost in this multi-woman tag match for some tag titles no one cares about like it's you've got so many good people there and that's what's as I said like I I never when do you hear me ever going ah you've got to check out this match from Raw it never happens but you've got the people there like that that match was killer on Monday and you have the potential to put on a really good show but for just so many years they just don't play the right hand it seems and they're they are going they're going for a different audience you know and you you could hear that from the um from that vince interview like his his ethos is so so different from uh he isn't looking to do a wrestling company you know it is it's sports entertainment that's what he sees it and and i guess there is an audience to it because they still do sell sell a lot of tickets to these things and uh Luckily, we we live in a time when there's a lot of really good wrestling elsewhere as well that we can watch. Um, but it's WrestleMania, and it's it's always like fun, and especially getting with people. And if you are in the UK area, 
Uh, I'm doing a bit of an event on WrestleMania Sunday. It's the uh, Brit Res Podcasting Isn't Dead live event um, at the Northern Monk Brewery in Leeds. Uh, it'll be uh, me representing up next. We'll have the lads from Grapple and we'll have uh, British Wrestling Experience. Go and see Martin Bushby live before he retires, wow. uh, which he announced last week. That's the big, big news in wrestling right now. Um, but yeah, come hang out with us. Go and see Damien Abraham's band fucked up afterwards and then head over to the walkabout for uh, uh, for WrestleMania Sunday. Um, and I'm going to be leads on the Saturday as well for WrestleMania Night 1. Um, but all the information's in the description for this podcast. So uh, click on the link to buy tickets. They're, they're £7 and I believe you get a discount for the uh, Hooked on Wrestling event at Walkabout afterwards if you buy a ticket. So uh, if you're in the UK, if you want to make the trip uh, to, to Leeds that weekend, it should be a lot of fun. A lot of wrestling fans going to be in the area and a lot of friends of the show that you'll get to hang out with. There you go. Yeah, that's what I'm jealous of. I want to meet some of our listeners over there in, in the UK. That's pretty sweet. I had an awesome opportunity to meet a bunch of our listeners this past weekend at our Revolution watch party thing, which was a ton of fun as well. So yeah, we, we are cooking something up for WrestleMania night two, the Sunday. So uh, follow all of our stuff and our socials and everything, Facebook group, yada, 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 for updates on and everything. So, yeah, we're we're looking to have some parties. But shout out anyone I got to talk to briefly, even if, if it was for a little bit, or or you wanted to talk to me and you didn't, you were too shy, next time come up to me and talk to me because uh, everyone was having a good time. Everyone was having drinks. Everyone was outside smoking. Everyone was just having a good time, and that's what I like to see. The pandemic made people sit at home and watch wrestling alone when hey happiness isn't found till it's shared brother so we had a, a ball and i can't wait to do it again and hopefully uh we're working maybe on some toronto area local weekly dynamites or something as well but uh, i'm i was so it was it was overwhelming to see how many people showed up to watch some wrestling together so i can't wait to do it again maybe we could get uh weekly bar tuesday night nxt 2.0 watch alongs what do you think you think people would show up I don't lie to me. Would. No, no. I don't think as many as Wednesday. No, I think there's not a whole lot to do on a Tuesday, to be fair. In the Tuesday's city. the worst like, city in the world. Do... Think about the Sorry? world. Like Anywhere in the world, Tuesdays are the softest day. Mondays. Tuesdays are the worst day. So yeah, yeah. it might not be be the worst idea, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I It might burn me. It already burns me out doing, <laughs> doing two live shows a week. I don't know two live bar shows a week, but uh yeah, definitely, definitely looking now. Uh, now the world's open up, doing doing a lot more of these these live events. Yeah, uh, super excited to do do stuff like this and just go to these events again. Like you said, like now would be the time to be like, ah, should I should I go to WrestleMania? Should I get tickets for something? I mean, double or nothing looks like they sold a, a, a lot of tickets. So uh, the wrestling world, the demand is still there for for pro wrestling. And uh, hey, we're always here to talk about it. Which we'll talk about right now. Uh, reminder, follow us on the socials and everything again, because we do post up. We do have a lot of shows. Uh, am I missing anything to talk about? Well, I, I was just going to say, um, we did put out our free Justice League review last week. And uh, we are going to do a full review of The Batman, which has just come out, um, when when it becomes available for us to, to kind of watch again uh, soon. But quick, like, I don't know. Two minutes, skip ahead if you haven't seen it yet, but we won't really go into spoilers. But I know you saw it today. I saw it uh, uh, on Friday. 
uh, verdict? Like thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle? Oh, thumbs up for sure. Yeah, it's totally mm. – it, it was so much fun. It was a little long. It, it definitely – it's like what just clocks in under three hours, but it was it yeah. was it was a lot of fun. It kind of I I actually I've I'm not one to ever be like oh I don't watch the trailers or I avoid things, but I actually I've only watched the first trailer when it initially came out. So mm-hmm. maybe like what almost probably like a year ago or something now, and then I just somehow never watched any TV spots spoilers or anything. So literally in the first few minutes of the movie, I realized it's like taking from that famous graphic novel comic of the long Halloween. So I was like, Oh, this is like, this should be good. I used to read that one a lot when I was super into comics. So I was like, Whoa, okay. Uh, and it definitely kind of goes with that. I, I thought the movie was awesome. There are so many things in it though, that pissed me off. And I don't want to say, you know, again, we, we gave the spoiler, thing but specifically at the end there's something that annoyed me so much in the final like scenes of the movie it involves the bad guy talking to another bad guy and i went here was your opportunity and you fucking blew it you blew it you blew it you blew it and i it made me mad it made me go no not my batman not this uh it's something that the bad guy was talking to someone else and they made it seem like he was talking to someone and matt reeves the director is come out and been like, yeah, it is this person that I'm, you know, I'm basically teasing in this movie. But it's like, well, then why would you, why would you do it like that? Why wouldn't you just, ah, never mind. But I love the movie. I thought it was great. I thought it was great. Yeah, I, I thought the cast were fucking awesome. Yeah. Like, um, Paul Dano as the Riddler is one of like those actors I love, but he's always like, when you say Paul Dano, people are like, who's that guy? You go, no, you know, there will be blood, little Miss Sunshine, and ah, uh, don't nerdy, weird looking guy. But I think he's he's so good, and I think uh, we've seen so many iterations of the Joker on screen. We we've only really seen that Jim Carrey Riddler uh, as far as the movies go. So I thought it was an awesome, completely different take on the character from from that version, and I, I thought it was uh, I thought he brought like the right level of kind of scariness to it, and kind of made it make sense in this this kind of very real world they've built. Like, I, I took my dad, who um, I think every time I took him to see one of the Christopher Nolan films, I go, oh, we're going to go and see Batman. And in his head, he's thinking Batman and Robin, Joel Schumacher. That's right. And he came out with the Christopher Nolan ones going, oh, yeah, I really liked it. And it was the same one with this. He was like, you know, I didn't... Uh, when you said we're going to go and see a Batman film, I was like, oh, God. And then you told me it was almost three hours and I thought, oh God, but I really liked it. I liked how real it felt and everything. And yeah, I thought uh, the whole cast just, um, they've done a great kind of building for like making more movies. I- I'm sure we're going to see a lot of these characters come back. Um, and and also when I told my dad, you know, the Penguin, that's Colin Farrell. He was like, what? Yeah. Because completely unrecognizable in this. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah definitely. <laughs> If if you're kind of on the edge, oh, I don't know, like I'd say try and see this in the cinema because it, it's it looks so good on a big screen. And and I don't know if it's going to like have the same oomph on a on a like your TV at home, like the score as well. Like Michael Giacchino, just like that, that booming score throughout, I thought uh, real like set the atmosphere and stuff. But we'll do our full review in a in a month or so. But, yeah, I, I uh, mean, yeah, good stuff. Yeah, if you if you listen on this free feed, we have all the Batman movie reviews going back there through through them, and we just did our Justice League one. But yeah, this one's a lot different than that. Uh, we will we will get to it. I mean, 
let it come out on digital or whatever in a few months and mm. then we'll we'll put our review out so then I can give my honest thoughts on Robert Pattinson. But you mm. see, this is called a plug and you're going to have to wait till that show to talk all about to hear us talk all about emo Batman. Emo Bruce Wayne. Well, shall we get into some NXT? Yeah, it wasn't as it wasn't as vengeful. It wasn't as dark. It wasn't as emo as the Batman. But Very colorful, this yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's NXT Roadblock from March 8th, 2022. And, well, happy International Women's Day. Shout out women everywhere. Uh, shout out your mums, your girlfriends, your daughters, your exes, your sisters, whoever. Like, if you're a woman, fuck yeah, we love you and you're great. So, happy International Women's Day. Yeah. And, well, we've got a few women's matches on the show tonight. And we're kicking off. With the semi-final of the Dusty Classic, you've got the team of Cora Jade and Raquel Gonzalez taking on the newly formed team of Wendy Chu and Dakota Kai. Um, now, this match starts with Wendy sleeping in the middle of the ring, so Cora quietly creeps over to Raquel as both Wade and Vic on commentary are starting to whisper, so no one wakes up Wendy. And, well, Cora tags in Raquel, who then picks up Wendy and starts spinning her around before slamming her down. Um, we see Mandy Rose and Gigi Dolan and JC Jane are in the Toxic Lounge. Uh, but it seems like Gigi and JC have left the lounge. Um, and this time they've got, like, topless, like, former Abercrombie models, like, pouring them champagne and stuff in this lounge as well. Um, Dakota... Uh, tags in and hits Cora with a series of kicks. Uh, Cora and Wendy are then going at it and they do the kind of ball spot where they're rolling around doing the pin attempts. Um, and then on the outside, Raquel starts stalking Dakota Kai, obviously uh, the uh, original winners of the Women's Dusty Cup turned bitter enemies. But that's when Gigi and JC attack Raquel from behind I think they use like a steel pipe attacking the knee and Dakota is just screaming she's doing her her like Gollum-esque uh kind of split personality screaming thing and talking to her invisible friend and then after the commercial break it's it's Cora Jade on her own in the ring she hits a pair of knee strikes to Chu then Kai and Chu start double teaming Cora and then Cora eventually makes the tag to Raquel, who comes in limping with one leg, power slams Dakota. Uh, Dakota comes back with the scorpion kick and chiropractor. She goes for the running kick in the corner, but before she delivers it, she holds up and starts talking to herself again. Like, oh. not sure if she wants to do it or not. Then she decides to go for the kick, but gets picked up for the Chingona bomb. But Raquel's knee gives out and she collapses. This now allows Kai to hit the running boot this time. And Chu hits a top rope Vader bomb, followed by the top rope stomp from Kai. And in a bit of a surprise, Wendy Chu and Dakota Kai win and advance to the final of the Women's Dusty Cup. But can they coexist? 
Oh, it, it looks like this might be Dakota's first partner that she, she can trust, maybe. Yeah, I mean, it was... Maybe co- she's conflicted and she was seeing the, the ghost of her former partner, which maybe kind of freaked her out earlier in the match. It um, did, it, like, yeah. yeah, she did sell, like, she's doing this strange, still tweaking character and sees Raquel and, like, clearly the, the history there and they tease stuff with them, but... Uh, the the pros of this match were that, and the pros of it were some of the actual wrestling. But I, you know, I've been super high on Wendy Chu, but the actual sleeping in the match, and then the other people go, "Oh, oh, she's sleeping. Hold on, shh," and then like creeping around and stuff. I was like, "Okay, like no, I'm not, I'm not. I, maybe I'm just not uh, lit enough for this." But I, I, I thought the wrestling still hit because all four I, I do like in the ring. Um, but I, that definitely, and that was pretty much in the beginning of the match. Like what a way to set up this, this match. That's so important where someone's sleeping in the middle of it. I know that's her gimmick and stuff, but like right away. It's quite hit and miss. I think the thing is when, when you've had, uh, people in the past, like, like what orange Cassidy does, or even going back to kind of gold dust when he do the, the silly stuff, it would be in a way to kind of, um, like put off your opponent a bit. And I don't think it always comes across like that with Wendy. Yeah. Uh, and that's why it doesn't work quite as much. Um, and the same with Dakota, like as soon as that stuff is happening, it kind of takes you out of the match. And we're trying to treat this as like a, a serious tournament, you know, but um, the, the actual wrestling was, was fine. And I, I'm intrigued with Dakota and Wendy Chu winning. Cause I, I mean, do you expect we're now going to a, maybe a Cora Raquel feud again. Like that, that was the other thing that I didn't feel there was a, a move really big enough to take out Cora to explain why she didn't break up the pin at the end there. It was like, well, where's she gone? Yeah. Yeah. True. Uh, yeah. Like I said, like the wrestling between all four are actually pretty good and I think they're all pretty talented, but the story there got me. Uh, I want to see Raquel and Cora fight. I would assume like the crowd were behind Dakota and, Wendy Chu, which is strange. I mean, Cora Jade's one of the biggest baby faces they have here, and they were still chanting for Wendy and Dakota. So, I mean, the crowd was mm. the crowd was happy uh, that they that they won. Yeah, we go to the uh, the barber shop with the A champion Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams and all their boys. And uh, oh, sorry, no, this is um, this is. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa, start with not yeah, in the barbershop. Yeah, he, I was going to say he doesn't need it. He's bored. Yeah, me and Ch- <laughs> me and Champa don't go to the barbershops. We just we do it no. ourselves. But it, unfortunately, you don't get to make friends when you when you just do it yourself. Uh, he says that tonight I will become a three time NXT champion. This is a legacy I am very proud of, and this one feels different. Maybe because Dolph's attempt to tear down a brand I have the utmost respect for. Maybe because it's of my newfound respect for the champion, Bron Breaker. But for so long, the NXT title has been my life. But winning it means I go to the biggest stage of stand and deliver as the main event. And that's a ghost I can chase and something I want more than anything. Now, Dolph and Bron can argue about who is 2A and 2B, but never has there been a bigger gap between 1A. And that is me, Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, as always, just a, a great promo from Ciampa getting you hyped up. Yeah, he's always angry, always throwing his chair around. I like how that's his bit. I mean, that could be just his gimmick on the main roster. Now that he's a main roster kind of guy, 
Just, what's your gimmick? Mm. I'm angry and I throw my chair around. Uh, yeah, he always sounds good. Whatever, whatever he says. We see backstage that the Creed brothers have been attacked in the parking lot. You see uh, Roderick Strong and Malcolm Bivens running around trying to see who did it. Um, and yeah, th- these guys have been been taken out. Yeah, I mean, to quote another famous NXT parking lot attack, such a shame. Such a shame. Such a shame. Remember Kevin Owens? Yeah, we never really yep. got to see who took out Hideo Itami. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, that match is supposed to happen tonight. It was a big match that was announced. And now right away we're like, okay, so we're not getting this match. But yeah, it's now who took them out. Yeah. And we go to our next match. Tiffany Stratton taking on the bartender. That's my favorite gimmick there. Fallon, Fallon Henley. Yeah. Uh, Tiffany hits a few hip attacks in the ropes. Uh, then Henley comes back with these chops and a big clothesline. She goes for a running bulldog, but Stratton blocks it. And then Tiffany, in, in quite an impressive move, gets Henley up in the body slam position and hoiks her up onto her shoulders for a Samoan drop, which was quite impressive strength because Tiffany's not... Not like a, a powerhouse, but really quite strong here. I don't know. I, and then, I'd say Tiffany is kind of a powerhouse. Like, look but at, I mean, she's not like your Raquel or your Nia or like, she's not huge. Sure, is she? yeah, yeah. She's like strong, but like I, I thought, and like, I think Henley was a little taller than her and stuff. So this was uh, like really impressive to me. And then there was what, some smoke or something goes off and the, the yeah, referee just... <laughs> I don't know. So distracted. Either either you're burning down a kitchen in the back or I'm having a sesh and or I actually thought Mei Ying was was back. I thought Mei Ying was returning with Boa because there there was just a a cloud of smoke. Someone left the smoke machine on just a little too long here where it distracts everybody while they all look to see what what is what's going on here with the smoke. Where's the smoke? Free smoke, free smoke. It's like there's though there's that video of like that the puppies that just get distracted by everything that like go over here and then go over there. That's that's WWE refs. They're just like, oh, what what is that smoke? Like, oh. watch the match. Well, as he's distracted, Saray appears and kicks Stratton from behind, and that sets up Henley for the Shining Wizard and picks up the win. In yeah, maybe maybe a bit of an upset as well here. Yeah, definitely an upset. They later say that it's her first win here uh, on TV on NXT. So good for good for Fallon, not good for Tiffany, who was distracted mm. by the smoke. I mean, you know, maybe she, Daddy's girl was always protected by Daddy, and she never knew what smoke was until today when she's like, "Oh, what is what is this?" What and is- and the ref too, because because it's Saray who like interferes, right? She yeah. like gets on the apron on the when the ref isn't looking. So like. Yeah, it felt a little, it felt obviously super fake because the ref is just like, hold on a second. I have to investigate. There could be a fire. I'm going to leave this and go pay attention to this for far too long. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I felt like, I felt like whoever wrote this was on, was smoking something because I, the I, distraction I was this. weak. Yeah, I hate it. But this. I think for, for a really short match, I thought, uh, I, I can see something in both these performers. I thought we hadn't really seen. A great deal of Fallon Henley, but I thought she looked pretty good. And I, I really liked that Simone drop from Tiffany Stratton. So I thought for the short time they had, they, they did impress here for me. I do, I do like Tiffany Stratton. I actually do see a lot. You, I mentioned that she looks like she is pretty jacked, actually, because she's the mm. one who's got like the athletic background and stuff. But 
yeah, like I know a lot of her backstage stuff is the stuff that's kind of annoying because her character is Daddy's Rich Girl. Which, by the way, her theme song is clearly – it goes, Daddy's Little Rich Girl. But it's in the tone of, I'll tell you my dirty little secret. It's like I, pretty much mm. identically the same song. But – uh, I I need I need um, Tiffany, who's supposed to be this like clueless uh, character or the the daddy's rich girl character. She needs a f- her finisher, which is that twisting Vader bomb. She needs to call it uncut jams, and uh, then the character's set. To be honest, so I'm ready. We go to Chase at university, and Andre Chase is showing the video from last week and is criticizing uh, some of the the students who were carrying the banner last week for his entrance. And he says that one person didn't let me down, and that was Bodie Hayward. And we go to Bodie, who has his eye all made up uh, to look like a big bruise from his his uh, attack last week. Is this, the, and is this the same makeup artist that did Solo Sokoa's face? I think so, yeah. 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 Um, and then there's a, a student, he was either called Joey or Jimmy. He's like, well, hey... Well, what about Bodhi's eye? And Andre Chase calls him, a, he's like, you just disrespectful piece of shit. And then says to to Hayward, like, how many hot fingers am I holding up? And Hayward's like, trying to look with his eye. One. And he goes, and how many fingers am I holding up? And flips off this Joey guy and says, you're a dirty, massive piece of shit and you're useless and I hate you. <laughs> Yeah, like like poor Joey. I mean, I'm don't take this the wrong way, anybody, but isn't this Joey guy a little too old to be in university? <laughs> hey, it's never too old to study. <laughs> this guy's, never too old to This go guy's back. like clearly like 40, 45, and they're like, yo, he's asking questions about Bodhi, who's like clearly not uh forty five. But yeah, uh Chase U is definitely a gimmick. I'm like, where where are we gonna eventually are you gonna be on raw with this gimmick? Because, like, with the whole censoring out your swearing sometimes, like, will will that just be your gimmick on Raw as the guy who swears a lot, who thinks he's a professor? Or will this – like, what's the over-under here? We need a deep bet right here, right now, Davey. Will Andre Chase be a prominent character on the main roster, yes or no? I'm not asking when. I'm just Prominent? Saying, just... No. Will he be a character? <laughs> yes. I I can see this character going okay, up. Right. Is he going to be the next Brock Lesnar? No. Okay. <laughs> like, but right. uh, but yeah, I I could see this having its like you know two month run like like an Adam Rose did or something like that. Like right. yeah. What do you know, Steve? I mean, what is he? What does he say? To you people? know, WWE yeah. loves the jobber, right? They they need yeah. these geeks to 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 be fodder for people. I guess so. Yeah. Now we go to Mello's barbershop and you got Trick who's like pumping up Mello saying, Roddy missed, Grimes missed, Dunn missed. Mello's like, I don't keep score, I just keep on scoring. He talks about the golden rules, says, I got the gold, so I make the rules. And since I've got here, I've been climbing rung by rung. So let's run it back in the same match this title was introduced, a ladder match. And Mello says, well... We're going to need more than one opponent. And they're like, well, what about two opponents? He's like, ah, I don't know. What about three? What about... And one guy's like, how about ten opponents? And Mello's like, I don't think there are even ten performers who are below me. Yeah, because they've all been released. <laughs> <laughs> and Trick says, what about four? Four's a good number. 
and they all got to qualify in matches first. And Melo says, yeah, we're doing this because I can. We're going to stand on top of the ladder and deliver that I am the greatest champion that's ever been and ever will be. And there's just shots of them all laughing and, <laughs> and sharpening up their razors and, and putting their like little little apron on because they're all going to get a fresh new cut. Yeah, I like these uh, barbershop here at Wiz Cuts. I bet all these places NXT films at, like they're just so happy that they're just be- that people are filming things at because we'll, we'll go to a restaurant later again and that they've used. So it's like you wonder like, hey, why not if uh, you want to yeah. film these things? It looks it looks fine. I think this one's more. I think this was set. He like had to spell out what he was trying to say last week at the end mm. before his music cut him off here. Yeah, last week they they cut it really fine with the end of the show, yeah. didn't they? And he's just like ladder match, no uh, ladder match, nine days. <laughs> yeah, so it, it's it's basically what we figured. So he says he's going to find four opponents, meaning five people will be in this match, or is it secretly six people? And Jeff Hardy shows up. No, that's the other show where we were talking. No, I, I you could see them making it six people. Why not? Right, like, but yeah, I, I mean, maybe. Yeah, He's, we, we've got. He made it sound like there. Yeah, he said so. There's going to be qualifying matches between uh, some people, and there will be four other people, inc- and then Mello as well. So that's five. Uh, I would assume. Yeah. I would assume some of the people he beat that he's mentioning, like Pete Dunne, Cameron Grimes, and uh, Roddy, would they, he be in Roddy. there as well? So there's four. I mean, you could add Tony D'Angelo to that, and that's your five. So. There's your that's match. that's kind of what I'm leaning to. Yeah. They've, they've all sort of feuded with each other as well. Uh, so that kind of does make sense. Uh, maybe add uh, a six, what, Grayson Waller or something? I don't know. But, yeah. I, 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 like, I like the barbershop thing. It, they feel... They feel a bit more, especially Trick. I've been super uh, hard on Trick since he's been here, and I'm, I'm slowly like, okay, he's getting, he's he's learning his spots now. It's like he, he's he's properly, and I mean, these are edited, so I mean, this must be a lot he's, easier to be natural. This is like, yeah, Mello's entourage. You know, he feels like your, uh, like Johnny Bananas in Entourage, almost yeah. just like this character that doesn't really do much, but he's like just his hype man all the time. I. I think these do work, and I, I like the setting. It does feel, uh, it does feel a bit uh, like fresher. Um, however, I don't particularly like this next setting. We go to lashing out with Lash Legend. Uh, we haven't seen one of these for quite a while. No, why not? Uh, but ah, uh, but we're back. Nikita Lyons was invited on the show last week, and uh, well, uh, Lash asks her. Look, I heard your dad was a rock star and your mum a groupie. Was she following your dad around or was she everyone's groupie? Oh. And, well, I I felt Nikita Lyons kind of confirmed that maybe she was everyone's groupie. Because she's like, hey, my mum was a free spirit and taught yeah. me not to care what anyone else says. I'm like, all right, uh, okay. All right, look, there's, Fair no, enough. there's no shaming in any su- no such shame. way on this no show. Shame. But she did answer the question poorly if... They have so they have like the the top. I'm show. a free spirit. Too. Yeah. Hey, look, well, we're all, the, everybody knows we're all free spirits here. But the fact that that there's like this crowd and they're like reacting, so they're going oh to everything they're saying. Yeah. So when Lash says that and then says like oh was she groupy with everyone else? They're all like selling it like oh oh shit no she didn't. And then Nikita goes yeah well she's just a free spirit and they're like <laughs> oh 
what? Oh, okay. All right. Um, and then, like, Lash continues. It's like, what? Okay. Well, right. Yeah, Lash tells her not to interrupt her and starts pointing at her. And, and Lion says, get that finger out my face. And then Lash insults her butt implants. What? And while, while Lion says, look, apart from my spray tan and my nails, I'm all natural, baby. <laughs> And it gets heated and they're, they're yelling each other's face and it is terrible. <laughs> they're real and they're spectacular. Shout out Seinfeld. Yeah, I love, uh, I love all of this. This is so bad that I can't not watch this. This is the dream match that, that some of us have been waiting for here in NXT 2.0. And it's finally going to come uh, n- next Tuesday, I'm assuming. Uh, I, I, I guess. Something like that. But yeah, yeah. Uh, Really, really strange. Uh, I like how Nikita defends her, her her mom's honor by being like, "Hey, no, she's she didn't sleep with everyone. Okay, well maybe she did, but she's a free spirit." But uh, yeah, this they're going was... for that like Jerry Springer vibe, aren't they? With this, but yeah, it's just it's so yeah. It, it, the best. Like, this is the stuff I'm embarrassed about when you say you watch wrestling and and people never walk in when you're watching Shingo and Ishii, do they? They walk in when you're watching this shit and they're like, ah. Yeah. This is what you want. Look, look, they both they both got uh the look down, I think. I I think Lash Legend has a look that looks like a a star look, especially like they're she's a bit like bigger almost like throwing people around, which is what she did last week. I haven't not heard an update on uh Amari Miller, I think it was that she that she mm. bought powerbomb last week that looked like she got it was injured. It's a concussion, wasn't it? Yeah, so like yeah, this was this was a train wreck, but Maybe I I was still super entertained. Like it was, it, maybe it did exactly what it was trying to do. Like they're using those buzzwords, like the 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 the, the almost like she's talking about her groupie mom, and then the butt implants. And I mean, maybe they're they're trying to mix in from what people are trying to go off on Twitter and and stuff like that. But mm. uh, the bet the funniest bit was after this segment where they're like, okay, like they're arguing, and then they she walks off. It cuts to Mackenzie Mitchell back, backstage. She's like, huh, that, uh, that was a lot to unpack. It's like, yeah, was it really? That, I've got that in my notes. It's like, w- was it Mackenzie? Was it really a lot to unpack really there? Don't, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> lot don't to know. unpack there on Lashing Out. I, don't know. Uh, I just love it. I just love it. Like people, she's calling out her butt implants and then she's like, actually, I'm all natural and you're the one who's full, full of shit. Wow, uh, I'm it's 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 Briggs and Jensen level here now, where I'm like, yo, I'm I'm talking, I'm I'm interested, I'm down. I mean, this is like I said, this is the dream match now for NXT 2.0, Nikita Lyons, and she's gonna roar, baby. Mm. Well, we go to Mackenzie, who's with Imperium, who deny attacking uh, the Creed brothers and say it's a shame they can't face us tonight. And the creeds can talk about heritage and pedigree, but that didn't uh, prepare them for being attacked. I guess they weren't ready for Imperium. And that's where MSK come in and say, if the creeds can't go, they will step up, take the titles from Imperium and give creeds the opportunity that they're not getting tonight. So therefore we get a a change with the match. And tonight it's going to be a championship match Imperium versus MSK. Hmm. Um, hmm. Is MSK too obvious being the attackers here or? Suspicious. I I feel that's the way you've got to go, no? I don't know, man. MSK are pretty sus, bro. 
They're looking. Yeah, that's what I think. They're looking a little sus right now. Like, huh. I think, especially their re- reaction. They were getting a lot of booze later on in the night as well. I feel just go with it. Have I feel like guys it would be a, the attackers. Yeah, it would be a more interesting story. That's for I sure. I think so. Yeah, definitely. We go backstage to Briggs and Jensen, who are celebrating with Fallon, and Fallon's like, "Yeah, it's great winning, but uh, do you know who attacked uh, the Creed brothers?" and Briggs is like, whoa, you know that parking lot? And they see uh, Legado del Fantasma. And they go over and go, hey, did you attack the Creeds? And and it's uh, Raul goes, what's this clown talking about? And Jensen just goes, which one? Briggs is like, oh, no, don't be so dumb. And Joaquin says, when we attack ev- someone, everyone knows about it. And... Uh, well, didn't the Creed brothers beat y'all in the opening round of the tournament? So maybe it was you. And Electra pipes up saying, don't go blaming us because you can't get laid. Ooh. And Jensen's like, hey, man, I'm, I'm working on it. And then Fallon turns to Briggs and Jensen again going like, wait, did you guys do it? And Jensen once again go, we're working on it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I, d- I think now I don't even ironically like these guys. I think I just like these guys. I think they've won me over. I thought there were a couple of lines here that actually uh, were pretty funny uh, with the the working on it and just Jensen's like stupidness. Um, yeah, these guys are growing on me for sure. Like I said, there's definitely it's definitely still a hate love thing. It's it's definitely much very strong ironic. Uh, love these guys from everything from the silly one-liners that go that get zero reaction like you don't even they don't even make me i guess i guess they do make me like not when you laugh but like when you almost like an eye roll but you 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 breathe really fast out your nose you know that sound i'm talking about when you're like you're almost laughing at something like (laughs) it's like you're almost laughing at something uh, I think I think the story now that Fallon won something, they could easily start putting something behind uh, an easy way to create like somewhat of a name here at the CWC, like week by week with this Fallon character. But I was assuming mm. that she's like, oh, actually, like I'm into you, Jensen. I want to be the one to pop your cherry. Man, this show is fucking weird. First, we're talking about butt implants, and then we're talking about this guy who's who's trying to get laid. Like this show is continues to be super horny and it's still the first hour. Uh, I mean, Fallon's not really shown any interest. No. Yeah. No. I think uh I I feel she's more like a I I I see her being more like friendly. Not to say that that can't grow, but I I like I like the idea of Pairing her with Briggs and Jensen, I think that means we can have some sort of, you know, her, she's probably going to have a little feud with Electra, maybe. I do like, I think it works in AEW for the most part that you've got all these like groups of people who are hanging out and are friends. It's way more realistic than just being your individual bubbles, you know? Um, but I, I did actually laugh at this week's, um, with the we're working on it so, line. Someone in the Twitch chats reminded me because I said they went from talking about being virgins to someone talking about butt implants. We cannot forget the fact that Wade Barrett used the you're a master baiter joke to Vic yes. Joseph as well. It's just like, like really, like I, I, I am genuinely interested in knowing who writes the show every week. Mm. <laughs> I'm, like I want to know, I want to get, I want to hang out with them. I want to have a beer with them and talk about what they what they come up with every week it's just it's interesting to me 
Very much so. We go to the last man standing match, LA Knight versus Grayson Waller. Um, as Waller's coming out, LA Knight attacks him on the ramp. And this crowd are, are so hot for LA Knight throughout this whole of this match. Um, Knight's doing the stomps in the corner, followed by the running knee. And every time he stomped, there's a yeah chance from the yeah, crowd. Yeah. Waller hits the somersault stunner. Uh, but Knight manages to get to his feet before the 10 count. Uh, Grayson then climbs the top rope and Knight leaps up like a cat and superplexes him off, then hits the BFT to Waller, uh, but Waller manages to get up. Uh, after the commercial, we see they're fighting on top of the porch, sorry, the perch, <laughs> and, well, Knight punches Waller and he falls off the back of it and... Well, we then see Sanger carrying Grayson from the back. Uh, this was pretty lame. Look, we've seen a bunch of spectacular dives and stuff, and this was so, let's fall off the back onto a crash pad, and then you pick me up and we walk around. I thought this was, uh, yeah, I pretty mean, unspectacular here. We saw Vince McMahon convince Gronk to do the same spot, but on the other side of it. And you're telling me Grayson yeah. Waller won't do this? Yeah, it's this is when legit I saw Sanga picking him up or not actually picking him, whatever, having him there. And I went, you know, I, I really forgot to buy Parmesan. So that's when I quickly ran downstairs to our convenience store to grab a Parmesan during P&P. And then when I came back, uh, the match was still going, thankfully. But uh, it definitely was like, really? Like, these guys have been doing crazy stuff to each other. Why would you put this spot in this? It's mad. It's definitely nitpicking. Yeah. It's nitpicking, but you're you're not wrong. It was like, really? Like, that just well, takes you we, out of We've it. seen so many, we've seen so many stumps, like, coming off the off the perch. And it's just like, it, you know, it, it's that thing with, uh, like, with that Blunt Guts match. If you can't do it so it looks good, don't, don't do, do it. it. Just don't do it. You know, you, you can have another save. I think you're... You see these two fighting on top of the perch, and you're like, "Oh, well, they're going to do something nuts," and then they don't. Uh, yeah. So, and even the move, it was just like a punch, and he falls. It wasn't like he threw him off or anything like that. Um, I mean, I think it would be hard to do the spot where you fall and he catches him. Like, I just think that's no matter so, how big you are, that's going to be tough to do. But yeah, I find mean, someone else to do instead. Then, sorry, the 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 like. Matches have people catching people all the time. Obviously, sometimes yeah. they, they don't always catch people as we see. But like, I don't think it would have been that hard to do it where you, you get Waller f flying off the thing and Sanga catches him. I think even if they took the bump together, it, and, and even yeah. if he took the bump, Grayson should be okay from it, you know? Like, yeah. And yeah. it's just exactly. So, uh, so yeah, Sanga comes out carrying Waller. And then Knight picks up steel chair and smashes Sanger on the back with it. But he no-sells it, roars, rah, and chokeslams uh, LA Knight onto the apron. Now Waller gets out some handcuffs. Uh, meanwhile, Mackenzie Mitchell's reporting, saying that the Creeds aren't cleared to wrestle and MSK will face Imperium tonight. Um, Knight then grabs the handcuffs uh, off of Waller and manages to cuff Sanger to the turnbuckle so he can't interfere. He hits the leaping neckbreaker to Waller, goes for the BFT again, but Grayson thumbs him in the eye. And then there's the somersault stunner, but Knight catches him and dumps him over the top rope. 
through the table, uh, which looked pretty cool. The, yeah. the crowd really liked this. They were begging for the table spot for about five minutes before this. Then Waller puts the trash can over Waller's head, is smashing it repeatedly with the chair, then smashes a cuffed Sanger with it, clears the announce table, but Waller has something in his pocket and whacks Knight with it, puts Knight on the table and hits the Shane O'Mac elbow drop from the turnbuckle through the table and like climbs onto Sanger to hold him up for the 10 count. And well, Grayson Waller wins the last man standing match. Yeah, I mean, we, we critiqued that big spot. There was some cool other stuff in it. I think both guys are very capable of actually working and stuff. But I think this feud's gone on for way too long that I was checked out a while back. And I wanted to give this uh, match a chance. I thought maybe they would get... I'm not saying they'd get as bloody as the stuff we saw on Revolution. In fact, I'm a little over blood right now. Too much blood this week. But I... I was expecting something a bit with a bit more substance, and instead it felt like this such watered down version of what a last man standing match should be. I mean, here is the the quote unquote mega star that the commentary keeps saying. Wade and Vicker like this guy's a mega star. L.A. Knight. Uh, I I do think he he has run his course, and we've been saying on this show that he would probably fit in really well. I I, I would love to see him kind of try to go somewhere on the main roster just his his charisma and his promo skills fit in with what the main roster has been doing i i think he's he's solid and his wrestling isn't bad but this really i i'm i'm not into grayson waller and i've definitely not been into this feud and i just hope that this actually was the end of it so we can move on but i i i do like it grayson waller's shane o'mac elbow thing with the ball the ball and through the hoops through the legs yeah but that was it like for me that was that spot that was like okay that looked cool but yeah yeah, I, I kind of agree. Like I, um, it it was fine, but when you've been seeing all these, as you said, the, these crazy bloody matches over the weekend, and we we know that's not the edict in WWE, but then it's it's a last man standing match, and it's just it feels so soft, soft, you know. And and again, it's like, well, if you can't if you can't deliver on that sort of violence you expect from a last man standing match don't do a last man standing match just do a wrestling match it's and i i find that a lot the more i see like a street fight or whatever on wwe it's just like it's jarring to watch because it just feels so fake yeah and not violent at all and um and i and i do like i do like both guys i agree this this feud has gone on way too long and i really hope this is the actual blow off. Um, and I am interested to see where Knight goes next. I, I'm with you. I think he'd be great. Well, he should be great on the main roster. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, this was just all right. I wouldn't say it's bad, but it's just definitely it's it's PG, isn't it? When yeah, we, it felt when so boring. a lot of like very violent matches. Like like literally, <laughs> I, I, I saw that spot where he fell. I was like, nope, I, I'll be back in five yeah. minutes. I'll be back. They'll still be fighting. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm totally, I'm totally not behind Grayson Waller, uh, at all, but hopefully I, maybe the next feud, or maybe he is adding to that ladder match even, but yeah, this, mm. this was not fun. We see Bron Breaker, who's backstage, uh, in his locker room, getting ready for the title match. Um, he says that Dolph and Champa have accomplishments and notoriety, and I just show up every day and I bust my ass cause I love this business. 
And when I think about this championship, I think of all the people who held it before me and what it takes to keep it. And if this is my last roadblock before stand and deliver, I'm going to run right through it. Um, yeah. But yeah, all of the, the main event is just having these little promos tonight. And yeah. I, th- I think they all sound good. We go to Cucina Fresca, a little Italian restaurant in, in Orlando, Florida, where we see Tony D'Angelo. And he's got some pasta. He's got some, some wine. And he says uh, he's at his cousin Mikey's restaurant. And uh, he's getting his usual and Mikey, well, he used to be a silent partner. But once this place started to make money, the owner got out of the biz. And, well, when the owner was about to leave, I had to have a word with him. And, well, he changed his mind. And Stand and Deliver is going to be at the big stage. And you're going to witness Tony D, the new Don of NXT. The new Don of NXT. See what he did there? Don, but also could yeah, be the did, new Don. Yeah. Yeah, what, what did he order there? Did he have any Parmesan going on there? It looked like he, he had a lot of yeah, he, he had, had a lot, had a lot of, parm of parm on his. Looks like he's a lot of parm. Mm. I'm I'm iffy. I'm I'm sometimes I like the parm. Sometimes I got to be in the mood for it. But clearly, Tony D. Knows I always it. love the parm. Yeah, I feel like I feel like I love Tony, and he definitely is this cartoon character, like you've said before. But I think the ladder match makes sense for him. Um, but. I don't know where, other than that, like where he goes right now. But I think people, maybe the 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 character wore a little too thin. Yeah, I, I've enjoyed his his matches with Pete Dunne. I, I think he he has got something when it comes to the wrestling that can improve. I, I'm, um, that, sorry, that's good. I mean, I think there's um, the character. It, I'm waiting for the hybrid now. You know, like bring the wrestler to the the mobster a little bit and have it a bit less cartoonish. I wonder if he's not in the ladder match, maybe this will be like some sort of open challenge kind of thing. Nunzio. This is two weeks. <laughs> this is two weeks in a row now. He's just saying he's going to be there and he's the guy. So I could see kind of a, like a Tony D open challenge and maybe have a, either another main roster person or, or someone new in NXT or something um, come for it. We go to our next Dusty Cup semi-final match. It's Kaylee Ray and Io Shirai taking on the team of Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter. It uh, uh, this is it should be noted now when you see the entrances for this match that Gigi Dolan and JC Jane are still gone because of their interference in the match earlier. Mm. So it's just Mandy in the Toxic Lounge by herself, but the two Chippendale. Waiters have been yeah. have been replaced by uh, is it Anafe and Idris Anafe and Malik, Malik Blade. Blade who are now like pretending that they're her waiter giving her grapes and refilling her drinks and yeah and she's too busy watching and doesn't really notice and then they keep trying yeah. to like slowly get close to her and like talk to her and stuff like that so I did think that was funny but very like again very cartoony this show NXT 2.0 in a nutshell one word to describe it the word is campy. And this was just that, but it still made me laugh. Like their reactions mm-hmm. were like, "Okay, let's see if she notices it's us. Let's try to talk to her," uh, which did get it did make me laugh. Uh, this is yeah. This is where Wade also calls Vic a, a masturbator. Ah. <laughs> he's just we, a, he's just uh, a free spirit, bro. Yeah, just a free spirit. Yeah. 
we get a bit of double teaming from Casey and Caden where they do like their their trip baseball slide sent on Atomico combo, which I think looks really slick now. They're, they're getting pretty slick with all their double team moves. And then Casey looks over at EO and goes, ooh, I want a piece of you. Well, EO tags in and Casey actually does EO's handspring like evasion into the head scissors. But EO kips up out of it. And I thought these two actually had a really nice exchange. They're both like the similar height and build and quite obviously got all the sort of high flying stuff. I thought this was pretty entertaining. Yeah, Uh, there was a a spot where Casey like goes to head scissor EO but gets countered and she head scissors her. So then Casey does like... Uh, a front front flip or a back flip and lands on her feet and then goes to do it to EO who then gets flipped but then lands and then kips up like backwards or whatever kind of match like their their high flying their yeah. very fast technical skill but EO still looking very s- slick as well there's then Caden and Casey hitting plunches to the outside uh, I noticed the crowd were really into uh, Casey Canzaro that this week right a lot of chance for Casey um there's then this like rolling x factor where she like rolls up sort of like the power bomb and then hits the x factor uh which looked cool and then a wheelbarrow slam uh double team move onto eo but this time eo gets the knees up allowing her to come back with the tiger faint kick to Caden. katie ray gets tagged in and there's a top rope bulldog to ray for a two count and then Shirai and Ray set up for a double superplex, but EO gets pushed out of the way. And well, Kaylee Ray gets put up on the shoulders of Caden, and there's an electric chair poison Rana um, just spiking Ray on her oh, head. Man. Uh, I thought this looked really good. I mean, this spot was awesome. This spot is incredible. I hope Kaylee Ray is okay from this spot because it looked like mm. she just. Landed on her head. I mean, we go off about our favorite moves in wrestling, but I do think a poison Rana is my favorite. And this was off her on someone who was then on the shoulders of her partner. So yeah. like the height on it is pretty sweet. Uh, probably the coolest thing I've seen Casey and Caden do. Like I loved it. Uh, looked, I, yeah, I, I it looked, thought it looked, really it looked good. sick. I, 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 I shrieked. I was like, whoa! But then I was like, is Kaylee okay? She looked a little groggy. <laughs> she looked a little. I don't know if it was the selling, but she looked a little groggy after. EO breaks up the pin and then throws Casey into a super kick from Kaylee Ray, who then hits the KLR bomb, followed by the moonsault from EO to pick up the win. Yeah. And so EO and Kaylee Ray advance the finals of the Dusty Classic to face Wendy Chu and Dakota Kai. Yeah, uh I think it I think it makes sense. Unfortunately, we know Casey and Caden are the tag team, so it wouldn't make like trying to get them, but I think their stock rises when they do stuff like this. When they just put on better shows so that when they do show up the next time, the crowd is more responsive. The crowd are super behind them and support them and uh every time I see Casey and Caden, obviously we've we've made fun of their like segments and the constant stuff, but I don't think we've ever had an issue so much with their wrestling and they keep keep improving, but I think it was the right choice for EO and Kaylee Ray. Yeah, I mean EO and Kaylee Ray are the biggest stars for sure, but I I actually as this match went on really wanted to see Casey and Caden win because they are the only like real tag team in this. So I I think it is a shame. Um I do think I do hope they have their their time with the titles because they've definitely improved so much and 
I really enjoyed this match, actually. I thought the stuff with EO and Casey especially was was really good. Um, I Yeah, I, I was very entertained by this one. Yeah, I, I, I liked it as well. It was pretty good. After the match, uh, Cora Jade attacks Mandy Rose and they're just brawling away. But we go backstage to Indy Hartwell, who is watching back the loss from last week when Duke Hudson and Persia Perotta show up. And while well, Persia's saying, we had a nice weekend, we went for dinner, drinks, we went by the beach, we went on a hot air balloon. And Indy looks at Duke and is like, oh, up to your old tricks, are you? And Persia's like, hey, don't talk to him like this, and mentions that she carried this team. And Indy says, huh, Sorry, you carried the team, did you? Well, that's funny, because I'm the only one here that's been a tag team champion. Then Duke tries to get between them and is like, ladies, ladies. And Indy's like, don't touch me. So they say, let's settle this once and for all. And while setting up a match against each other for next week. And then Duke looks at Persia and says, you're going to need a training partner. And they smooch. Ooh, ooh, ooh. More they kiss away. Yeah, more face kissing and just lots of just relationships, sex, everything here in NXT 2.0. Uh, mm. I, I, I'm a fan of Indy and Persia. I do want to see them wrestle, actually, now that we've seen them wrestle as tag team partners. So uh, I'm not digging the storyline. Could get, could care less about it. But I am interested in seeing uh, the match between the two women here. Yeah, I, I find it a little weird that last week there was no real hint of disappointment. They were saying, you know, like, we win together, we lose together and all that. And then this week it was a bit of a, a 180 going, like, I carried the team. No, I've been the champion. So I think you could have maybe set it up a little bit better with the loss last week. But I'm looking forward to the match. Uh, I mean, these two have known each other quite a long time. So they're, you, you would think maybe their chemistry should be pretty good. Um but I think it's probably going to be the first of something that's going to go on for quite a bit longer. Yeah. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. We go backstage to Mackenzie Mitchell, who interviews Tiffany Stratton. 
Tiffany says, last week I tried to help Saray with her wardrobe and she said no to me. Well, next week I'm not just going to break her necklace, I'm going to break her face. Jeez, this girl yeah. is so mean. So Saray... Savage. Saray versus Tiffany next week. Is Tiffany going to get the dropkick of death right into the face? And then the... What the Yurinagi exploder thing? Like I think I think Saray's mm-hmm. gonna have to go over here. In a in a straight like if this were happening when this tournament was still happening, you could say that these two could form a team. Like they both like jewelry and fancy things and stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah. Uh cool. I'm gonna- Alas, there's always next year. Yeah, always next, next year, year, next year. Tiffany and Saray. <laughs> we go to the NXT tag team championship match, MSK taking on the uh, sorry, I, I wrote the Creed Brothers taking on Imperium, and uh, you get a lot of "We Want Creeds" chants from this crowd, and a lot of booze oh, yeah. for MSK. It was quite interesting. They, I think, and I think I would have been too. I, I was really looking forward to see Creeds versus uh, Imperium this week, and hopefully we'll get it down the line. But uh, I can see why the crowd would have been a bit disappointed and a bit heated for this one. Yeah, I mean, you would you would feel. They knew obviously this is storyline, and that they're just obviously prolonging this match to till stand and deliver. So I'm like, okay, I guess that's the way we're going about it. But I am always like, don't say the match is happening today if it's not actually happening. It's one thing if like someone's actually injured, then you'd probably be like, hey, this person's injured. This is the replacement. But when you do it in storyline, okay, it's not. It doesn't really bug me here because it's like, hey, you're gonna get it, and they're probably gonna get more time, and it'll be treated. Way bigger, so like cool, but kind of after this match or segment, if you will, it's like, well, now it looks like it's going to be a completely different match altogether. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Marcel Bartel delivers this vicious uppercut to Nash Carter. Uh, MSK double team with their kicking combos to Bartel, and then Eichner's in the ring, and Wesley slaps him, and this fires up Eichner, who just picks him up and just dumps him like i wouldn't even call this like a power slam or anything he was just like mad and just threw this guy yeah. thought it looked awesome we then get a, a moonsault from lee to a standing eichner and then eichner just hits this huge pop-up tilt a well backbreaker and that's when the creed brothers interfere the match is thrown out it's a dq and i don't know if you you caught this but while all the commotion was going on Brutus hits this gut-wrenched German suplex to Eichner oh from the God. apron, just dumping this guy. He, he, like, I'm glad this guy is fucking jacked around the neck, because holy... So he's upside uh, down when he realizes, I'm upside down. So he puts his arms out to like, like, yo, bro, like, what are you fucking doing? I'm upside down. I'm going to land on my head if I don't put my... Like, he didn't expect, I guess, the, the throw to be that powerful or something because i I did i was i was watching them for some reason i i almost like was taken aback like this guy's about to get up he's upside down and he it's in midair in the last second where he's like oh shit i gotta like block myself from landing on my head here but i don't think he the creed brother that threw him i didn't think he he meant to do it that strong but threw him there but yeah i i was like whoa that was scary just see a a german suplex from like the apron to the ring is is cool enough like Scary. The way it happened, yeah, look nuts. Um, so I mean, yeah, like I thought, I thought the what we got of the match was obviously all four of these guys are, are really good. Uh, we've seen them tie it up before. 
but it's more leading to this angle. So, I mean, I assume three-way at stand and deliver. Yeah, I would imagine it's t- team versus team versus team. I would imagine that MSK do come out and say that they were the ones who attacked the Creed brothers. Like, why not turn them heel? But then every everyone would be heel except, I guess, the Creed brothers are now faces in a weird, strange way. Uh, I don't know. I do. I am bummed that we didn't get Creed Imperium because that would definitely fuck hard. But the three way, mm. the three way there, yeah, hell yeah. Three teams, I think, could could put on a solid match. Yeah, I think I think the three way will be really good, but I'm I hope we do see that one on one as well, or two on two down down the line because uh, that's one we've been calling for for months since we've seen these Creed brothers. We're like, oh, these guys need to tear it up with Imperium because that will be really good. Um, but I'm I'm sure the three way will deliver. We see Draco Anthony who's training as Harland is just watching on creepily in the background while Draco senses he's there. So turns around and goes to confront when Joe Gacy walks in and says, Draco, we come in peace. We didn't mean to interrupt. And I know you have contemplated this. So open yourself up and let others into our life. And Zion Quinn then walks in and says, Draco's his own life. Draco, don't listen to them. And, well, Gacy says, we want Draco to live his own life instead of living a lie. And, well, Draco thanks Zion for stepping in and gives him a little fist bump. (laughs) Yeah. uh, So he's not joining the woke people. I still think he will. I, I think he'll turn on Zion Quinn and join these guys. Honestly, good. Uh... That's way more interesting than anything that happened in this segment. I don't like Zion Quinn. I mean, I, they, when we knew when they when they made him go out there and sing "Sexy Boy" and dance to Shawn Michaels' theme music, we were like, "Who? They're not sure about this guy." And you know what? As a fan, I don't know if I am either. Whenever I watch him, it's been a while. He's just so. He's just. A, a, yeah, I feel they gave a lot to this guy for a bit, and then just went yeah. pretty cold on him. Yeah. I, I think he's got. He's shown something in the ring. I think he's like got a a good look, and I I've seen certain moves. I think could could come together, and I think he could be good. But yeah, they they've definitely dropped it with him, and yeah, uh, I think it's more interesting having Draco kind of join this team and be a bit of a, a trio. Uh, I think would be cool. It would be way more interesting. Well, it's we then get uh, a kid vignette yeah this says he started did you hear about this this is fucking crazy apparently next week kushida is gonna fight a kid (laughs) every time it doesn't get old whenever i see this graphic it it does get old it does get old (laughs) no because it's like (laughs) it does get old his name is a kid like that like ah i i really i really don't like his name it's just a kid but i am a fan of his wrestling uh and it it turns out he's coming here to nxt and he's showing up next week from NXT UK. A kid is showing up and, well, it seems like we've got our first match uh, lined up. But, yeah, the little promo here for him. Yeah, he's talking about he started his career 10 years ago. He's the first ever Spanish superstar in WWE. He's faced everyone in NXT UK. He was the first ever Heritage Cup champion. And he's coming to 2.0. And we cut to jacket time. And, well, Jiro just fucking loves this guy. He's so excited to see 
uh, Akid coming to NXT. And Kashida's with him and he's like, sure, yeah, he's good. Jiro says, no, he's one of the best in the world. You think you're better? Kashida says, I'm better than good. Um, What's with Jiro being I mean, a they- dick? <laughs> or Kushida being a yeah. dick. Who's being? Everyone's being a dick here at Jacket Time. Kushida's just mad. He's in catering, so I understand. But like, that, why am I with this? Why guy am I still? in this company still? Uh, yeah, I mean, look, that match sounds good. Don't get me wrong, that sounds awesome. But in reality, it's probably going to be under ten minutes and cool. And and a kid goes over Kushida, and uh, yeah, I, I, I whatever. But uh, I am interested in seeing the wrestling, and I am interested in seeing. If like, hey, if NXT changed to NXT 2.0, are they going to continue the way they've been continuing with NXT UK? I know Roderick Strong, they said that he's go he's over there now and he's going to wrestle some people over there. So like there's a different okay. there's a different bit of match types that we could see. Um, and I'm wondering if we get the UK championship defended at Sand Deliver as well, because I think that would be a good spot for Roderick Strong, actually. Uh Roddy versus Dragunov. Um, but I, but I don't know. So having like one or like just slipping in this, Hey, a kid's coming to wrestle next week is, is like pretty cool. Like, Hey, why not do that more often? So I am like happy that we're getting some, maybe not familiar faces for some people. So, uh, I, I don't mind that kind of thing. So, and, and that match. And and we've seen it. It has tended to work every time they brought someone over from NXT UK, like, Dragonoff was wasn't over for a, a long time, was he? Um, in his last NXT run, and uh, got himself over very quickly. So hopefully, if uh, these two should put on a, a pretty good match next week, so yeah, um, yeah, I'm excited, and I love them to put a UK title match on um, on stand and deliver. Um, I imagine a lot of the NXT UK lads will be over for Takeover Weekend. Um, so why? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Why would they be? <laughs> well, it's WrestleMania weekend. There's like 60 shows going on. Yeah, they're so. not in. They're not in them. <laughs> like the NXT UK, the NXT UK people. Like, what would they be involved in? Other than hey, Dragonov is gonna be part of it. Like, I don't see any of them being involved in any of the shows unless someone someone's eventually actually called up. But like, why would like? No, no, no. I, I'm not saying. I'm not saying WWE. I'm saying. It's WrestleMania weekend. The NXT UK guys will be in Dallas for WrestleMania weekend. Right. Like there's so many indie shows and things that they are like, well, wait, Dragunov is, Dragunov is, is wrestling in like progress and stuff over here. So like, like well, yeah, hold on. Wait. So are, are the NXT UK guys still allowed to do indie dates or they're just allowed to do those progress? Yes. They're allowed to do the progress dates. Uh, I believe they're allowed to do indie dates as long as it's not on tv i think mm. and obviously the progress ones are the ones that they'll they'll throw up on the network still um i think yeah i'm pretty sure they're allowed to take other bookings weird. just you know, it's not allowed to be like televised uh, filmed on tv and stuff weird yeah. no i didn't i i knew that the the pro- the progress ones were were doing it but i didn't figure these guys were allowed to do like other random uh, like, like you don't like any of the Rev Pro stuff. Like you would imagine, you'd get these guys facing an Osprey pretty recently. But uh, I guess they're not allowed to do that. I mean, yeah, I think I think there's going to be stuff that WWE can can veto and things. But in general, it's it's. I mean, this is the first kind of 
proper WrestleMania weekend since the pandemic. So I fully expect all these people to be over there. Anyway. All these, all these NXT UK people, like they've they've been chilling and and stuff, and they're like, are they going to do what they did to NXT there? Are they going to continue the show? Like people still seem to have interest in NXT UK. Like even just this last week, you know, like so. I, I mean, they've got a TV deal. Yeah, like they're they're with BT Sports, so you can't just cancel. The no, thing yeah, you'd be breaking your contract with BT Sport, and it's filmed in the BT Sport studios as well, so. I can't see it going anywhere as long as that as long as that deal's going on. Yeah. Um, I don't know how long that contract is, but once that's up, maybe. But uh, for now, I think that's why you've seen NXT UK like not really being touched much, and it's kind of being on its own island, literally, <laughs> literally on their own. For, yeah. Hey, like a lot of people, um, a lot of people do like that show. I do check it out occasionally. I wanted to check out the the Frazier match. Was it Frazier and? Dragonoff just recently? Yes. Yeah, I, I do I do cherry pick with the NXT UK. I know a lot of people ask us like, "Hey, did you watch this and stuff?" But I, I do tend to to, ch- to check it out, but it's still just an hour show and the wrestling is still pretty pretty solid. Mm. Uh so they confirm for next week we've got the first qualifier match for the North American ladder match. It's uh Santos Escobar versus Cameron Grimes. You've got Indy Hartwell versus Persia Perotta. Uh, Saray versus Tiffany Stratton and A-Kid versus Kushida. And while well, we see Dolph Ziggler backstage and he says, you think you got WrestleMania weekend all, all lined up, but old DZ is going to screw it up. Now hit my music, the good one. Uh, I'm here to show the world. As he walks out for the NXT Championship match, Bron Breaker versus Dolph Ziggler versus Tommaso Ciampa. Um, it starts with Bron just like taking out everyone, goes for his big diving uh, shoulder tackle, and Ciampa just ducks, so he goes flying. They've done this in a couple of their matches, and it, it gets a laugh from me each time. There's then a big spine buster to Ziggler, a double vertical suplex from Bron to both Ciampa and Ziggler. And with the way Champ landed was almost like a brain buster to him. He landed a little after, but looked really good. There's then the fairy tale ending, but gets blocked by Dolph. Champa then catapults Dolph into the ring post and hits a twisting plancher to Bron on the outside and gives himself a pat on the back. Champa then does his running clotheslines where he's just running like corner to corner, just clotheslining uh, Bron and Dolph. And then goes for a running shoulder block, but gets drop kicked in the face midair by Dolph, which I thought looked looked pretty good. Just stopping him midair there. Bron then applies the Steiner recliner to Champa as Dolph locks in the sleeper to Champa, and they all collapse. Um, Champa then ducks a clothesline from Ziggler, delivering a knee to Bron, and then gets caught with the Famouser and the Zigzag. But Champa kicks out. Uh, Dolph hits the DDT to Bron. There's, th- I think there's a little bit of confusion here because uh, Champa goes for the Project Champa to Dolph, and you see Bron who kind of just runs in and then just rolls to the outside. And I was like, oh, is he hurt? Because the ref's then checking on him. But then right after Champa hits the, goes for the fairy tale ending and gets speared. So I think Bron thought the. Project Champa's spot was maybe the fairy tale ending spear spot. Yeah, and right. Just like, oh, better go to the outside. Um, but the spear looked great, I thought, to 
to Champa mid fairy tale ending, and then just turns Ziggler inside out with a huge spear. I mean, yeah, Ziggler. Yeah, sorry, Ziggler. Like sells this like he's flopping around here. He's like flying all Mm. over the place, like he's the Rock taking a stunner. Huge spear. There's then a military press power slam to Ziggler, and Bobby Roode breaks up the pin. And as Bob, uh, Bron goes out to chase out Bobby, and as he's coming back to the ring, gets hit by Willow's bell. Then there's the fairy tale ending, but Ziggler throws Champa out of the ring, goes for the pin, but Bron kicks out. And then Champa lowers the knee pad. Goes for the big knee to Bron, but Rude now pulls Bron out of the way, and Champa gets hit by the super kick, and Dolph picks up the win. One, two, three, and new NXT champion Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, that's right. That's not a that's not a rib. That's not a joke. That is legit. What happened on NXT tonight? Dolph Ziggler is our NXT World Champion. Wow. He's here to show the world. Could you ever imagine telling yourself that this year, last year, five years ago, that one day Dolph Ziggler would be NXT champion? Think of all the guys who've been fighting for for the NXT title through the years who never got got that 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 slot to be NXT champion, but Dolph Ziggler did. He did it. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I thought I thought definitely the crowd helped when. Uh, Rude came out and started causing all the the chaos, and then there was like some false finishes there where the crowd were biting. And I think that's when I definitely, mm. I definitely got into it. I mean, the whole time I'm like, come on, let's. There's no way anything's happening here. It's got to be Braun. And then the 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 big swerve is that Ziggler does pick up the win. I, I'm I'm kind of indifferent. I think it's cool because a lot of people have probably heard about this by now or will tomorrow and be like, "What the fuck's going on in NXT? What do you mean Ziggler's the champion?" So it like is a bit more interesting. Maybe people will want to watch the Stand and Deliver show, whichever route they go. But I I am a little like, all right, like cool. Uh, I just I'm not. Maybe I'm just not as excited about it. But it is funny. It's so funny. <laughs> Dolph Ziggler's NXT champ. He should come out on on what what shows he on Raw or SmackDown. He should just come out, hold it up. Oh, he will. Yeah, yeah. He'll, He'll cut promos. His tickets are just going on sale. So yeah, I'm, I imagine him flaunting this on Raw. Yeah, uh, and you know you'll just see all these other people. You'll see Randy Orton just being like, "What are you? What are you? What is that? Come, what are you doing?" Uh, but yeah, I feel like it's a good way to connect it. Like, yeah, you you do want to sell these tickets. You do want to have a name people do recognize for a long time people were like oh man wouldn't it be cool if Dolph Ziggler went back to NXT and had matches with all these people he never got to do that he's doing it now uh I, I'm not saying like I hate it but it's just kind of like uh the it, I, I'm not super into 2.0 to begin with so I mean maybe, really <laughs> oh I had no yeah. fucking idea really yeah so um, I mean like yeah I just like it's, it doesn't make me more excited about Stand and Deliver I think I would have been more like the guy for me since this changeover, I, obviously Braun is good. Obviously, they see a lot of things in him. He could be the guy to to dethrone Roman, you know? Like, he could be the, the guy in WWE. But for me, it's been Carmelo that I'm like, okay, like, if they if they do this guy properly, he could have a whole success story here and then and then make his way to the main roster if that's the, the thing they're doing with this. But 
I, like I would have preferred him versus a Ziggler, but I, I don't know. Maybe I, 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 obviously we're going to watch the show. Obviously we're going to watch it. We're going to do a show on it and everything. But I would say like it's not maybe moving the needle that I think it it would do. But that's just me. I do think this will gain a lot of people's interest for this show. I do think a lot of people will tune in next week. I think the ratings for for next week's NXT will be a little get a little bit of a bump somewhat because people will go. No, there's no way that happened. I don't believe that. And then he, it did. Ziggler's the champ. So, yeah. I I actually really liked the match. I thought they worked at a really fast pace for the whole thing. Like, it, it really didn't let up. And I thought some of the, the like, near falls at the end, I really bit on. Um, yeah, I thought the three worked together really well here. And uh, I think they've they've kind of told a nice story over the last three weeks with these, uh, these three. And you know what? I, I'm for the Dolph Ziggler thing. I, I haven't really looked on Twitter or anything yet, and I imagine a lot of people will probably be angry about it, but I kind of think it's cool. I, I think it's interesting. Um, I didn't see it coming. I kind of like being uh, surprised sometimes, and um, I obviously book in over the years has kind of made me lose interest in Dolph, but I do think he's a good wrestler, and they're clearly... I I assume they're trying to attract maybe your like WWE fans who kind of don't want to go to or don't think about going to a takeover. I I wonder maybe you can Dolph being the heel and there's you know the no rematch clauses in in WWE. Maybe he denies Braun his rematch. We could get the rubber match between Champa and Braun on Stand and Deliver. Perhaps we go with Walter and Ziggler, and that's a way to get the title on Walter. And I think Walter Ziggler sounds like something I didn't really think we'd see, and I kind of would like to see that. Um, I might be completely wrong. You could just be going the singles match, Braun versus Ziggler, to try and get it back. But it, it depends. Well, are we moving Braun up? Is he going to be around for a while? Because... Maybe Braun chasing Walter for the championship after Standard to Deliver could be interesting as well. Um, I just know Walter did say, sorry, Gunther, Gunther, right, Gunther. Right. Say it three times, Gunner. I'll remember. But uh, I know he said he had intentions for the title a few weeks ago. So maybe that's the direction we're going. But I don't know. I think it's interesting. I didn't really see it coming, but I I really enjoyed the match tonight. And yeah, I like being surprised in wrestling sometimes. Yeah, I, hey, I, I do too. I feel like, me, yeah, I felt like such a, a jaded wrestling fan. I just feel like it's too, it's too far gone with the like. Again, if this happened three plus years ago or so, I probably would be in the mindset of like, whoa, I love surprises. That's great. Whoa, Ziggler's champ, cool. But now I'm just like, ah, cool. But I am interested in that match again. I am interested in seeing Ziggler versus Walter. Hey, why not? Uh, I thought the direction they were going to go was Braun and Walter. Clearly not going to be that. So, mm. so yeah, either you go with Walter versus Ziggler and Braun versus Champa in this like ultimate rematch here. Winner gets to go to Raw. Winner gets the Raw spot. Braun versus Champa at Stand and Deliver. Mm. I do think we're going to get that three way tag team title match. Uh, and then, or maybe they, th- th- we've already seen them team on Raw. Maybe you bring them up as a team on raw perhaps uh, for a little bit to start them off you know like, yeah i don't know it, hey it, it's possible but i mean i yeah 
yeah, Walter versus Ziggler as a main event of an NXT show. Just how ridiculous does that sound? Crazy. I, the in, the interest is there for the match for sure. But um, yeah, yeah. What else would you add to this card? I joked. Uh, I joined John and Way for a show, and we were talking. I was like, "Yo, why aren't they booking Miko and Io just you know one on one do this match?" But and now I'm talking about how they have Dragonov, and maybe they'll have Dragonov wrestle a match. You could do Dragonov. Roddy dragging off Kushida. There's a, a few different things, but when we'll probably get Briggs and Jensen versus uh, someone. Well, I, I imagine they'll stick. Would I hope they stick to like the five match takeover formula? Probably be five or six. They normally do. Could be a bit more. Five or six. So I would say, yeah, Bron Champa part three. Um, you do. You do your Walter Ziggler. You have Creed versus MSK versus Imperium. Um, do we have the... I imagine maybe the final of the Dusty Classic is before Stand and Deliver, and you have the winners of that. So EO and Kaylee Ray versus Toxic Attraction. That doesn't really sound great, but I think maybe that's what you're doing. Where's Mandy fit it? Like, who... Is there anyone? Cora Jade. Oh, Mandy, Cora Jade? Cora Jade, Cora Jade Mandy. Cora Jade's winning okay. the title for sure. Yeah. Cora Jade winning. I think yeah. she's, she'll be like one of the youngest champs ever if uh, yeah, she doesn't Yeah, I can see that. And then, yeah, maybe throw in a UK match. Like, Dragonoff versus Roddy could be cool. Yeah. Toxic Attraction on the, the Twitter for NXT, they were calling out uh, what, have ha- what happened earlier with the whole... Raquel and mm. Cora and yeah, but, but yeah, uh, there, there's definitely some interest in the stand deliver. If that's some of the card we're kind of seeing sh- take shape, uh, it still should be a, a pretty good show. Uh, and this, sh- this show, like it had some solid wrestling, but, uh, this, this episode didn't hit for me maybe as, as good as some of the other ones. I think just, I was like, okay, well, at least no matter what I know on this show, I'm getting Creed brothers versus Imperium. And then they're like, ha, no, you're not. So I was like, ah, all right. Well, well, cool, but that's that's wrestling. But I I I, I, I think that match, if if it's turned into a triple threat, could be sweet. I quite enjoyed this week's. So I I really liked the um, the Kelly Ray and EO versus Casey and Caden. I I really enjoyed that match, and I really enjoyed the main. So I was I was pretty happy with this week's show. Um, I think in in general for me, they're they're putting out uh, a lot like better stuff than they were at the beginning of this 2.0 thing a little bit more consistently. Are there issues with it? Yeah, sure. But, um, but yeah, I, I got two good matches tonight and I'm, I'm happy with that. Well, uh, I mean, well, that means Dolph Ziggler's our champ. So like, there's so much you could do. You could put the NXT title up for grabs on raw. You could do so much with Ziggler being champ. I want to hear him run his mouth all about it. I, Cause his gimmick so far has him been shitting on NXT. So I mean, mm. he could just continue to like to do that and bury the the history of the black and gold era and all that stuff. But not that that would matter to Braun because Braun was the guy to to break that, anyways. Literally. So. Well, I I think it's I think you could you could have a really good promo next week with Dolph being like, "Look, I've been saying that this is the minor leagues. Essentially, this is your big stars in Florida, but not elsewhere." And then you can just have, you know, Walter's music hit and come out and be like, okay. Yeah, true. I feel that's where we're going. Well, shall we go to some feedback? Yes. Um, Every week we put up feedback threads on the Post Wrestling Forum and our Facebook group. Search Up Next Group on Facebook. 
And, well, we start with Corey, who says, Why is Dolph Ziggler NXT champion? That is some main roster level bad booking. Also, I can feel the Nikita hype dying after her stuff with Lash tonight. The fact that it's leading to a match between them fills me with dread. Also, Tiffany is going to get her face broken next week against Saray. Calling it now. Uh, yeah, sorry, I didn't even see where you found uh, that comment. I'm trying to find uh, all the... Oh, is yours in a different order? Yeah, mine's all over the place. So I'll go to... Uh... <laughs> I'll go to... Sorry, you just read Corey, right? I read Corey. Yeah, I'll go to Evan, who posted a, a screenshot uh, of someone writing, why is everyone so horny in NXT? Which is, yeah, uh, we've been saying that for a while. We don't know why, but uh, just Florida, something in the water down there that just gets people so extremely horny. Move to Florida. We go to Dylan, who says, I get the anger over Ziggler winning the title, but I haven't been shocked by a match result like that in quite some time. Uh, we go to Sean, who writes in, man, this show started rough. In fact, I hated pretty much everything up to the last man standing match. Just terrible acting and bad gimmicks. But Knight and Waller put pulled the nose up with a great last man standing match with a hell of a finish. The second women's Dusty match was phenomenal. Casey and Caden may be annoying out of the ring, but they are a phenomenal tag team, and they have a great match with EO and Kaylee Ray. Bonus points to Cora Jade for beating the hell out of Mandy in the Toxic Lounge. Did we mention that that Jade attacked her in the in the thing after yeah. later on? Uh, MSK and Imperium have had their usual great match until the inevitable but awesome Creed Bros run in. The who attacked them in the parking lot story is a tried and true on pro wrestling, but it works for a reason. Now my money is on MSK. The main event was outstanding with a shocking finish I truly did not see coming. Does this mean the NXT title might be defended at Mania? And who will be the challenger? Plus a, a kid is coming to NXT to wrestle Kushida. Give me all of that. I'm really looking forward to the road to stand and deliver. Yeah, um, um, he's saying that he wants to see the NXT title defended at WrestleMania. Hmm. I don't know. I don't. I mean, it's Ziggler, so people I know. know who I, th- I think it's more to put a name on yeah, on the takeover. For but sure. we'll see. Uh, I'm going to read the next two here because the next one just says from Dave. Good to see they are finally pushing the young upstart Dolph Ziggler. He's got a and future in the company, I think. This guy, he's got this a Dolph Ziggler, that kid. he just won the NXT title. That means he can one day win the big one. Yeah. Then we go to Magan, who says the balls it took to have Dolph Ziggler play spoiler was ridiculous. Bron was definitely protected and it immediately spelled out stand and delivers main event for the NXT title. The triple threat was well done. Katanzaro and Carter versus Kelly Ray and EO was also dope. That doomsday poison Rana was bonkers. I think a triple threat for the tag titles between Imperium, MSK, Creed should be the way to go for Dallas. I like that A-Kid is making the jump to stateside. And then finally we go to Charbel, the chosen one. The chosen one! It's been a while, Charbel. Thanks for writing in. It has. Charbel says, serious comment, which I knew things must be serious because he usually just puts, uh, what, peach emojis and eggplant emojis. He writes, serious comment, I'm really liking NXT. It's a good mix of the first era and slowly becoming a mix of the black and gold as well. I like a lot of the new faces and characters like Wendy Chu, Breaker, and most of all, Waller. I know a lot of you fell off NXT, but I think it's slowly becoming again the show I like the most now. I like the soap opera horny shit that is NXT. Oh, and last thing, Nikita. Oh, and there's the peach emoji. 
there. Yeah, yeah. that's the peach emoji. Yeah, no, no, uh, no butt implants there, Charbel. Apparently, <laughs> Charbel is a free spirit. You think Charbel's a free spirit? Oh, Charbel's definitely a free spirit. At least spirit. he was at one point in his life, for sure. 100%. You, you play Be Our Guest or Gaston, and he'll be a free spirit. Yeah, you know hey, that. free spirits make the world go around. Uh, thank mm. you guys for writing in. And remember to join our Facebook group for all these things, because we post up there, and we'll read your comments from this Facebook group. Uh, but yeah, that was your thoughts. That was our thoughts on NXT. We'll be back here tomorrow night to do this whole thing again for AEW Dynamite. And... Uh, yeah, go check out all these other shows. We have a crazy show, very topical show coming out. Uh, well, we're recording it tomorrow with world champ patron Dickie Bird, which is going to be nuts. Right, Davey? Yeah, servant of the people. Um, we're looking, obviously, the, um, the kind of crisis going on in Ukraine at the moment. Um, but we're, we're going to be talking about, um, a show that the current president used to be in. Apparently, he used to be an actor and comedian. And we're talking about the first few episodes of this show, Servant of the People, which is a comedy about a school teacher who becomes the president of Ukraine, played by the current president of Ukraine. Um, Going to be a really interesting chat. This is uh, Dickie's pick uh, for us. And uh, I watched the first episode today and I'm, I'm very much looking forward to watching the rest and talking all about it with with you and Dickie. Yeah, I, I've seen this been talked about all over the place on like the news. I've seen clips of it, just everything, and it's on it's on YouTube, I believe, for free and stuff. But yeah, very, very crazy that uh, it is geo blocked over here, but it is on the More Four app, um, which is available for everyone in the UK. So I think uh, US and Canada and the rest of the world, it it's on YouTube, but uh, you can watch it also in the UK with the like the Channel Four app. Yeah, so that'll be a show coming out this week. We mentioned Best Match Ever, Steiners, all the other best matches ever that are coming out. So many things coming out here in March. Uh, but go look at our Twitter and our socials for all the updates. So many podcasts. It's literally like a buck a week to listen to hours and hours, almost – no, not even almost. Over 400 podcasts in our back catalog. So go give us a shot. It's only five bucks a month and uh, you won't regret it because we love podcasting. And uh, I just really want people to hear us talk about the Steiner Brothers today. So please go do mm. that. Yeah, uh, I myself, Braden Harrington. You can find me on Twitter, and I'm on Instagram. I am at the Bray D, and I am at Davy Portman. That's it. That's all. Take care. Goodbye. Be safe. Shout out everyone who showed up at the Revolution Watch Party, and uh, just shout out butt injections. No, I don't want to shout that out. Shout shout out women. Oh yeah, shout shout out women. <laughs> Happy International Women's Day. Uh, or shout out Button Jackson, whichever you Yeah, prefer. hey, maybe, maybe you like those things. I don't know if you like Button. Shout out We're free, spirits, free Spirits. Free Spirits. Free Spirits. That's it. That's all. Goodbye. Ahoy! Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-on bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIO, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL.
21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio. one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIO. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply.